0: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's Cooking with the Hazelnuts. Before we begin, I'd like to take a little time just to thank everybody who's tweeted, sent voicemails, and said so many kind things about the show. In fact, the comments have been so numerous, I can just play a file at random. Excuse me, what do you think about the Cooking with the Hazelnuts show? Really? (laughs) Well, you haven't heard anything yet because today we're going to be cooking under pressure once again as yours truly makes homemade beef stew in the pressure cooker. We're going to visit Bone Broth again and one person's journey just starting.
1: Would you like to have Cooking with the Hazelnuts as a podcast? You can subscribe manually. The URL is http colon slash slash acbradio.org slash Thank you for listening. Hey, big R, here we are again. Oh, you
0: know your R came out a little warbly. I did. You been, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it was the internet or are you taking some kind of I don't warbly, know. Pill or something? <laughs>
1: warbly pill? Warbly <laughs> pill. Hey, big R. There
0: you go. Hi, everyone. Hey. It's really great to be back with you guys once again this week. It is, and
1: it's. You know, it's your fault, Randy, but I had to go and get a hold of some guacamole, and I had to eat it for breakfast a couple of days and everything just because of you. You know, you
0: really have to like guacamole a lot <laughs> <laughs> to I do. eat it in the morning. Well, I have been known to uh – eat uh, avocado early in the morning myself. I love. Even
1: Miss Des. We went to this place and she was eating the guac and the hummus and the melted cheese and all this stuff and saying, wow. She said, I'm having fun. Did That's she not good-
0: know uh, this was so good before? No, Did she? she
1: really didn't. She thought she didn't like avocado. And now she's like it in their salad. She likes it in smoothies.
0: Is it because she- of the color of avocado? For those who don't know, avocado is green. I don't know what it is.
1: She hasn't been able to tell me. And, and she says, well, I, I don't think I like the way it tastes. And I said, now she knows. It tastes like whatever you put it with. It just, it doesn't really have a taste
2: um,
1: per se.
0: No. Excuse me. It tastes <laughs> <laughs> it tastes just like, um. it, it kind of has a little, oh gosh, a muscular, not, not, mu- n- not muscular, <laughs> musky. Um, musky, nutty. Um,
1: nutty. It
0: is a little nutty. Earthy. Yeah, I guess that's the word I'm looking for.
1: Nutty, earthy. Yeah, Not it muscly. is a little <laughs> mu- muscular. <laughs>
0: Tastes kind of muscular.
1: <laughs> what a muscular avocado that
0: was! Oh Ooh. boy! <laughs> oh my gosh, we got such a great show planned. We've got uh, yours truly making a uh, beef stew. Yay! Uh, we're talking about bone broth. And yes. Just a whole bunch of fun on this show. So.
1: I am so excited. I'm I'm really glad because I I got a couple of emails from uh, Monica Spopa talking about how she likes to make bone broth in the Crock-Pot and um and you know was saying, "Yeah, get uh grass-fed meat from animals where it's really organic and all that kind of thing. Get bones from animals that have been, you know, raised well and all that kind of thing." Um, but she loves making it and then I'm so glad that Lynn contributed I am too I got it into my head since does especially just does not want to eat any chicken and I will eat it far less often than I used to but I'll still eat it occasionally I thought you know I really want to make chicken marsala for hazelnuts but I don't want to make it with chicken and I I thought I wonder if there's beef marsala and I looked it up sure enough there are tons of recipes mm beef marsala so I figured hey I'll use my chicken marsala recipe only I'll get some beef and I did and so I will be making that sometime this week and I'm real excited and I want to make those zucchini ribbons oh
0: they are so good Mm. and uh, I do promise that sometime this coming summer you're
1: going to come see me and we're going to cook together and eat together right
0: (laughs) how did you know I Boy, wouldn't that be a show.
1: Oh, man, would it ever? I'm going to. The kitchen wouldn't be the same.
0: (laughs) Well, we couldn't air most of it.
1: That's right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will be making zucchini chocolate zucchini cake. Oh, yes. I will make it.
1: Yes, ooh, and I'm making corn cakes. Oh, I might good. make them tomorrow. Oh. I I was going to make them today, and just everything got crazy. a but... pancake
0: maker, right? Yeah, oh. that's what
1: I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: a little side of bacon or ham or something. Yes, bacon, bacon, oh, man.
1: bacon. <laughs> I'd rather be a ham than eat one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a ham operator and uh, See? a ham in general. I guess in
1: general, yes, yeah. you are.
0: Yes, I am. You are what you eat.
1: Members of the Ham Society.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, but we are having a lot of really neat things to come yeah. on this show, and we're really glad you're listening. And remember, I'm- keep those voicemails coming. We have a brand new number, and you will hear the number. Pay attention, write it down, whatever you do, get to us.
1: Yeah, and one of us needs to put it <laughs> An outgoing message up there. Oh my gosh! I still haven't done it. I saw an activity report. Somebody who called it right away. And I'm like, "There's no outgoing message yet." Yeah. Oh, but um, <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of things we want to talk about. Uh, I know you talked about cashew, cashew uh, butter, butter, and something oh, no, no, else. no, it wasn't flour. cashew flour. Yeah, cloud bread. I want to cloud look bread. that up.
0: We will yep. look up cloud bread. For those of yeah. you who don't know, if you're watching your carbs <laughs> and you're watching your weight, then cloud bread is a device or a, a well, it's a vehicle that you might consider <laughs> putting your ham on. Us. Putting yourself into.
1: <laughs> poof, and
0: you go poof. <laughs> have you ever thought of a, a cloud bread as being a vehicle for something?
1: <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, they are gonna have a balloon ride at ACB. Maybe we could have you know the
0: cloud ride.
1: Are for- there? Blo-
0: are there? Balloon rides at yeah ICB really mm-hmm.
1: yeah How does yeah that there work? is there is I saw Janet post it last week on the convention list. Uh,
0: is it a blind pilot? I don't
1: know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we'll probably hear a lot of comments about that one.
1: <laughs> uh huh. I don't think so, but you know who knows?
0: Uh, <laughs> I can just hear it now. Um, and- something like uh, I can't come back I don't know how it works Goodbye no, I don't folks know how it works <laughs> Last week yeah. was a great fun show
1: all those little debbies in show and tell.
0: <laughs> I like that show and tell, boy. We saw a lot that day. Didn't we?
1: <laughs> we
3: did,
1: <laughs> and I loved you doing that guacamole and I and your and your sound bite. Oh my god! Oh, I know. Yeah. I
0: even thought of a sound bite. Now I'm not thinking. Oh, you know, it's funny. People talk about the sound. You know, they talk about sound bite bite bites now. Yeah, cool. They, they say let's let's do this for a sound bite bite bite. I love it. <laughs> Maybe we could do a real quick one. Um Now it's time for Sound Bite. Bite 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 Bite, bite. <laughs> Jane was wondering what to do about fish. What about it? Well swim she's swim with it. Uh, <laughs> she's <laughs> she wants to know how to eat fish with bones.
1: Oh, very carefully. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's the only thing that we can really tell you. <laughs> very
1: carefully. I mean, really a
0: quick, quick story in that it was when I was growing up, my dad said <laughs> to always have a piece of bread with you, like a whole grain piece of bread. And mm-hmm. if you get a bone stuck in your throat, swallow the bread and that will help pull the bones down. Now, after having said that, pick through the fish and use your fingers. If there are bones noted to be in the fish, just you have to pick through it. There's no other way around it.
1: Yeah. And sometimes you can find clusters of them. Yep, just pull and, them out. And- some And some of them have like a little, almost like a little end to them that's like a little handle, and you can pull a whole bunch of them out.
0: As you're eating the fish, let's say if it's a, like a walleye or a catfish or sunfish or your panfish, bluegills or whatever, as you're chewing the fish, be careful. Yeah, really. Just I uh, mean, can, try to separate yeah. the fish from the
1: They're bone. usually very, very, very thin, and so you can usually feel them and just you know, just pick them out. I try to, uh, I try to get fish that doesn't have those bones. And it's funny because um, the people I live with, they just—I don't know what they, why they do it, but they love fish with bones.
0: I don't know why. Well, I don't mind it. Just be careful. Here in Minnesota, we have what's known as panfish, and they're sunfish, crappies, bluegills, okay, and, and their bone are just like Debbie was saying, they're thin and small and they have they have long handled bones <clears> and they're all through the fish. <throat> Bullheads is another big one we have here and they're actually fish with horns on them. Seriously. I'm have-
1: glad that's not you calling me names. <laughs> bullhead
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey bullhead, come here <laughs> <laughs> and there she is, Bullhead Hazelton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and there go the ratings. <laughs> just be careful.
1: Bullhead uh, Big bones. R. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have been called that before. But, uh, no, we're not doing it that way. We're doing it this way.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. I so
0: love it. Just be careful, everybody, of your uh, bones.
1: Of your bones. We want to be careful with fish bones, but... But save those bones to uh, other larger bones for, for bone broth.
0: <laughs> hey, isn't and you can do it with fish, by the way. Uh, isn't there a song called "Dem Bones"?
1: Yes, there is.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there's there's podcasts, you guys. If you That's really need right. a Debbie Hazelton and a Big R Fix,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or a break,
0: <laughs> just, just listen to our podcast or don't. <laughs> I feel like I'm a National Public Radio with the car talk guys.
1: (laughs) Really? What do they do?
0: They 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 do the same kind of thing we do with food. They talk about cars.
1: Oh, I love it. Have you not heard
0: car talk before?
1: No, I don't think I have. Oh well, they
0: (laughs) they do exactly what what we do with uh, food, and they do it with cars exactly.
1: (laughs) Oh, funny. Oh yeah. Oh, and and I
0: don't like cars cars in general. I mean, uh, I don't like to uh, <laughs> talk about them like a lot of people do, but uh, I love the show.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: Yeah. So that's... those of you who don't like to cook, still listen to our show because you never know you what never know. Debbie's going to say. What? Uh, what we're going <laughs> to say. just me. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings everybody, today we are making beef stew. I have a few herbs that I would like to tell you about. I have garlic and herb, comes in a big jar. I have pot roast seasoning, also comes in a big jar. And I have bay leaves, and you can tell I don't have many bay leaves here. I'm using these uh, along with some onion soup mix to make a dredge for the beef and a dredge is flour and all the seasonings that I mentioned. We won't dredge with the onion soup mix but we will put it in. So I'm going to set these seasonings on the counter and we also have some onions that are chopped and a leek that is chopped and this leek is very large so we won't use the whole thing. A leek is a long vegetable that is kind of like an onion it's more sweet than an onion kind of like chive flavor only perhaps a little sweeter going to use half a leek we're also going to use rutabaga carrots potatoes and they're all going to be chopped and they 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 get chopped in uh, larger than bite-sized pieces in a device called a genius salad chopper and you can hear it it's round and it's got a big uh, blade on the front but it has also a door that these vegetables uh are laid on a blade and then the door is pushed it's not a drawer but it's a pusher and it just pushes shut it just goes like that that's what it sounds like vegetables are pushed through the blades makes things mighty easy you chop the carrots in it the potatoes in it the hand Chopping is usually the leeks and the onions. I'll explain as we go. I'm going to grab the roast. By the way, I'll use a roast, and then I cut that up into nice stew-sized pieces. First, it'll be dredged in the flour mixture. Okay, so the roast is coming out. Oh, lovely, it's so big. It's, what is it, it's a three-pound roast. Shears. And there's, they're big handle and they have big blades on them. Listen to these. They're really—I mean—you gotta be very mindful of them so you don't get like your finger in the way, you know. But uh, I'm gonna get the roast and I'm gonna—I'm gonna get uh, like a big plate to put it on. Let me get a plate. I'll bring the roast over to the table. And We also look for fat to trim away because we don't want any fat in our stew. Oh, by the way, guys, we're doing this in a pressure cooker. I can't tell you how good stew is in a, pre- yeah, well, yes, I can. <laughs> the stew is very good in a pressure cooker. I've got the the cutting shears on a plate. I'm going to bring over the roast. I'm gonna bring it all over to the table, and we shall begin. The dredge will be mixed up. As I say, it's the seasonings plus flour. And then the roast will be coated with that, and it will be browned in the pressure cooker because we will need the roast drippings to caramelize the onions and the leeks. So right now I'm opening the roast up. We're going to use olive oil to brown everything whenever meat comes out the dogs are just like oh please all right I'm lifting the roast onto a plate you can't hear this but I'm just telling you what I'm doing I'm gonna pick up the shears and I'm simply going to so that I can create a strip. So that we're creating a strip. in stew size pieces. almost have a strip cut, so you can tell it takes a little while. I'm being very careful. Now that the strip is cut, I'll just cut a piece like this. There's a piece. There's another one, so you can see how that goes. Now I'll just not uh, say anything And I'm also looking for fat and gristle that I can discard. One strip has been completely cut and the strip was probably, well I don't know, maybe five inches long. Now we're going to make another cut and you can see how this, this goes. The roast has to be put in a dredge. So we uh, take a plate and we put flour and all the seasonings that I've mentioned onto the plate and then you just spread the meat around in the flour mixture so it's all nicely coated on all sides and then uh, the oil is heated in the pressure cooker and then it gets browned it gets taken out and then the onion and leeks go in to caramelize the rest of the vegetables stay out of the stew until the meat and the onions and leeks have been pressure cooked for 20 minutes. The vegetables get in for only 5 minutes. Then let the pressure come down on its own. I got to tell you guys, the rutabaga is really big and that has to be cut and peeled. I'm
3: going to put half of it in. It's so huge.
0: Oh, that's a great rutabaga. and It's so good. Rutabaga guys can be uh, eaten raw. It's very sweet and very good. Really be careful with that. Now, are you going to use the melon knife
3: no. to cut that? I might, yeah.
0: We have a big melon knife that we use for cutting watermelons in half. And we'll use that to slice the rutabaga in half. And then it has to be cut down, peeled... And I'm not sure if they get put into the chopping machine or not. Because they're so hard. What do you think?
3: Oh, uh, I'd probably cut it by hand. Cut it by hand? This is the sound of the watermelon knife. It's serrated. It's huge. It's like 11 or 12 inches long. Just the blade. So Yeah. It, it was in a sheath, so good place to work when it's not being used. You should have
0: let them hear when you pull it out of the sheath. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's really a, a kind of a weapon. It
3: could be.
0: you have to use a lot of leverage to cut through a big rutabaga, by the way, guys. Perhaps want to stand up when you do it. Oh, listen to that. There we go.
3: Okay, now it's in two. It's cut in half. And I'm going to use the larger half for our stew. Yes, you are. Or should I use the smaller half and use the larger half for a pot
0: roast? Oh, please use the larger half in the stew. It's so good. We love root vegetables. Let me repeat that. (laughs) We love root vegetables like turnips, parsnips, rutabaga, and they are so good for you.
3: Rutabagas are waxed. They... They put a coat of wax on them mm-hmm. in
0: the store, oil. Well, wherever they put them in. Yeah. And uh, the reason that they do that is so that they keep, they can keep many, many, many months, guys, until you have purchased them.
3: So I'm peeling the wax and the outer layer
0: of the vegetable off. And we use a, a knife to do that.
3: It's not easy. They're very dense and they're very tough.
0: And by the way, you're hearing—if you're hearing any rumbling going on in the background—that's uh, not my stomach. <laughs> that's a ceiling so fan. <laughs> um, and the reason that we use that—we just got done with um, exercising on the treadmill and the exercise bike. <laughs> roast is doing very well. I have... Cut it in to stew-sized pieces, I suppose. Yeah, I've got half of it done, maybe. Oh, I should explain. The reason that you don't cook everything together is because if you cook the meat and vegetables together, you will end up with stew that really can be eaten with a straw it's so soft and soggy and we want our vegetables to be more firm but done
3: and the te- meat cooks tender before the vegetables cook
0: yes and guys if you have never had pressure cooker stew i don't think you would ever go back to cooking it on top of the stove You gotta watch it. You gotta constantly stir it. I mean, who needs that? When I made stew, I used to literally take hours and hours preparing. I I did everything by hand. I didn't have cutters, choppers. 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 I used a, a knife to cut everything. I browned the roast on the stove. I also cooked the stew on top of the stove. It took me hours. And,
2: uh. Okay, I'm
3: done peeling. Okay. The Ruta bag, and now I'm gonna start chopping it. Mm hmm. Throw away these wax strips of peel and
0: wax. Okay. Well, so far, this roast is very lean. By the way, this roast we're using is a boneless chuck.
3: using the melon knife to chop this down into usable...
0: So they can be hand-cut.
3: There.
0: The sound you're hearing is good cooking. Loud
3: cooking, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm chopping the strips of rutabaga into bite-sized pieces.
0: I have a little taste of the rutabaga? Must you I must. Here we go. Now, I'm taking a piece of rutabaga, and I'm going to eat it. Now, I have a perfectly cleaned hand because the right hand was operated with a scissor, so I don't want to contaminate myself by by the raw meat. So I have a clean hand. I took the rutabaga. I'm going to put up my mouth. Mmm. <laughs> Guys, if you've never tried a raw rutabaga, they're sweet. Crunchy. Mm, They have about the same crunchiness as a carrot, but they're very sweet and they're very good. And sometimes, you know, you can change it up if you want to add a little tomato juice, you can. Uh, We're using beef broth this time. Not actual broth, but it's beef crystals that you mix. It's
3: bouillon and water Mm -hmm. because we don't have any canned broth.
0: That's going to be very good.
3: And we'll be using some actual fresh garlic as well. Oh, yeah. Once it all goes in the pot. Um,
0: yeah. Garlic from the bulb. I'm
3: going to go chop some carrots. I put some olive oil in your pot.
0: Thank so. you. We're not ready for the um, pressure cooker to heat up for browning yet. There's no fat on this roast. I can't believe it. I
3: am so glad. It's just a, I hate having to.
0: There's one line of gristle I see.
3: you going to leave it there?
0: I'm... Because
3: you like it, right? Well,
0: I'm going to have to... See, if, if when you cook this down, the gristle will just pulverize and turn it into this wonderful flavoring. So I kind of hate to get rid of gristle. Gristle is different than fat.
3: So I have a plateful of rutabaga cubes.
0: Now, remember when we talked about bone broth? Bone broth. Man, that would be great if we had some of that made up to add to the stew. Oh. Yeah. But we don't. All right, now all the roast has been cut except for the line, the large piece of gristle. And I'm going to check it out to see if it's usable. It was really near the bone, you could tell, so... lot of good flavor in that giving it a final trim here yes we'll be able to use the gristle because it's not bony at all it's not fat and it will pressure cook down you won't even tell the difference between it You can hear it's a little harder to cut. By the way, we never peel anything. We scrub everything, but we don't peel because we like the peelings. Okay, I'm going to uh, turn on the pressure cooker. I'm
3: dragging, um this wheat in flour Okay. that I mixed with uh, seasoning.
0: Alright. Okay, I'm going to uh, rinse my hands. Boy, the dog is following me like crazy here. Olive oil going
3: in. There, that was a glug, as, as Brian. <laughs> Brian.
0: Brian Brian uses a glug of oil. I can use a glug of oil, too. Goodly amount? That, that's a goodly amount, yeah.
3: Here is your dredged meat.
0: Thank you. We've already explained spurtles. You newcomers to cooking with the hazelnuts, you're gonna to have to go back in our previous version and listen to everyone to know what a spurtle is. Just basically it's made out of acacia wood and it's shaped like a spoon, a spatula. spatula. Got a little handle on it, and it's it sounds like that when I smack it on my hand. When I lay it on the stove, it sounds like this. It's hard. Um you can use it for dipping out peanut butter, stirring roasts, uh in the pressure cooker, which we're gonna do. Um, Oh, gosh. It's, uh, it has many, many uses. You can uh, chop guacamole with it. Ooh, yeah, it's just a great tool. And they can be gotten from QVC. I suppose other places too. But I'm going to be noisy because
3: I'm going to be chopping carrots right next to you. Should I take it
0: in the... Chop it right next to me. Yeah, don't, don't move anywhere. Yeah, just we've got a big working space near us. Waiting for the pressure cooker to heat. Now I could brown it in a a large pan, but still, you're still going to have to do it in a couple of batches, so it really doesn't matter. Um, And I do it just so that you don't have to mess up a whole bunch of pots and pans and everything. So we are chopping, what, carrot now?
3: Carrot.
0: Now when the pressure cooker beeps, that means it's up to temperature, and I can already tell that it's going to beep here pretty soon. And I can tell by the heat of the pot that it's hot enough to start the searing process. So I'm going to just drop a piece of meat in to test it here.
3: Nice. No, okay.
0: dropping, I'm dropping them in at random here. And the reason is When you go to stir them in, you'll know when they're brown on one side because as you stir them with the spurtle, they will become slightly loosened in the pressure cooker and will be easy to turn over. She could smell this cooking process and the olive oil and the dredged meat. (laughs) Even the dog wants some. (laughs) That was the pressure cooker up to temperature and it's going to need to be reset in a few minutes because it's really hot guys.
3: And it shut off after what five minutes?
0: Yep it's actually will shut off after yeah about five. Maybe a little longer. I haven't really timed it. gonna
3: okay. need some more kills. We'll it like
0: enough. Yeah. Never know how much you get eight?
3: I got a dozen, but they're really thin, little... Stay down, little down. New type carrots, it's
0: just not very big. Okay, the, the uh, browning cycle has come to an end, and it's going to shut off. All right, I'm going to stir this around a little bit. Let's see if it's a little loose. No, it isn't. Not yet. So we're just going to have to wait a few minutes before, before they're releasing in the hot pan Make sure they're good and seared When the uh, browning, as I say, is reached, it is easy to release in the pan And I hope you're hearing this okay. If not, that's what the browning sounds like in the pressure cooker And I always worry about dropping my phone into the hot oil, so I get a little nervous doing this. Wow. Ah, <laughs> dropped my knife. Oh, we're doing good here. Ah, oh, it fell to the floor. All right.
3: Better rinse
0: it I'm going to rinse it off. Yeah, Get out of here, dogs. All right. And we have to dry things when they're wet, because if not... They will sizzle and make all kinds of weird noise. Very good. Okay. Sounds like the browning process is uh, doing really well. I think at this point I'm going to give it a stir and see if it's. I'm going to look at it to. I uh, just look at it with a spoon to see if it's going to lift easy. And it is. All right. So we'll just give give all this meat a turn. And you can hear it. The the browning. The, the part that's not browned is making a little sizzling noise. And I can tell by the feel of the squirtle on the aluminum pot that we're getting some nice caramely bits in there, and that will make a very good gravy at the end of the browning cycle so that we can season the leeks and onions. Guys, I can't tell you how good this is gonna be. All right, we'll we'll let this brown up for a while.
3: Crusty and brown.
0: Crusty and brown. All right, now I'm going to take my index finger and I'm going to touch one of the pieces of meat and remember if you do it very easily you won't get burned and I've been doing that because I'm a very experienced cook. If you don't feel that you can do that put your spatula spoon, wooden spoon down on your meat first. Guide your finger down from that and then touch the meat. Oh. it's nicely caramelized. One more stir. Hey Brian, you and me should cook together. <laughs> you make rice and I'll make the fajitas. All right. You're oh, going to
3: take those out
0: yep. soon? Yep. Mm-hmm. They're coming out real soon. <sighs>
3: What should board I, the I eat? Board.
0: Yeah. want that? Oh yeah. Now uh, we need. I need some kind of a bowl or something to put these in. How about
3: pile
0: it on the plate? Pile it on the plate. All right, they're coming out. Taking a spoon. I have a silicone spoon. I'm removing the meat, putting it on a plate. Oh, it's nicely browned. And I'm also, because it's silicone, I can scrape the bottom of the pot, and it won't scratch the pot. Ah, Let's see, I've got three big spoons of it. I think maybe I can do this, and maybe two more spoonfuls. did, you know. With the meat, I'm going to dump in the leeks and onions and here they go. I would
3: stir pretty soon. Not, yeah.
0: not right away maybe, but... Yeah. Oh, man. Alright. They're even in the pot and I'm going to... Give them a stir. Wow, just in time. The meat will go in with the leeks and onions and the broth will go in. And
3: maybe, oh, some garlic, yeah. Some garlic, yeah. Maybe just a little more seasoning.
0: Yep. these stirred up nicely here. Oh, you should smell these onions and leeks. Oh, they smell great. they are getting all nice and caramelized here. These are getting coated with all the flour and the meat bits.
3: Debbie was talking about making um Oh, man. Perfect with this beef stew. I think she should bring some over and join us.
0: I think she should.
3: Our good friend Jason
0: can bring... Some kind of dessert, right? Yeah. What's he always talking about? Oh, we talk about the food so much. And I can feel the moisture coming off these. It's kind of... Well, it is. It's it's steaming, actually.
3: Can you tell when they're ready to have the Mm -hmm. meat added?
0: Yep, and it won't be long now. Yep, they're starting to sweat now. You can probably hear it's browning a little bit now on the bottom. So, I'm just, yep, I'll just stir these through here. Then we can add the meat and the broth. Now, add
3: the... The bouillon crystals and then I'll add some water and then we can stir it. We scrape all the bits off the bottom and get it all combined. And I'll we'll put the garlic in there. Oh, that smells
0: good. I know it does.
3: Mmm, yeah. <laughs> boy! We're going to put the water in right now. Alright. Um, dissolve the bouillon okay. crystals. That's 32 ounces. Do we need more than that? You want to see how where the water level is?
0: Oh yeah, that's perfect.
3: Okay.
0: And that's going to be good to add for pressure too. We're going to start to pressurize this now. Better stir in the garlic, I guess.
3: Oh, you want some Worcestershire? Oh yeah. That'll help flavor and tenderize the meat.
0: <laughs> As if it would need it to tenderize. Just give it a couple of glugs. <laughs> and close it up. Lock it. All right, we're going to time this. 20 and start. And we'll wait for the pressure to come up, which won't be long because everything's pretty warm in there. So the pressure probably should only take a matter of just a couple of minutes.
3: Yeah, I added hot water uh, to the pot so that it wouldn't take as long. Okay. Rutabaga is sitting here and the other vegetables are sitting over the other side,
0: and they'll take five minutes uh, after the pressure is released, and then it'll just sit there in its own pressure for five minutes, and then uh, it'll come down on its own, just waiting for the pressure to come to an end. It just did, and I'm going to release the pressure. I'm headed into the kitchen, and we'll release the pressure with the meat, and the broth, and the leeks and the onions, and put in the rest of the vegetables. Alright, here we go. Releasing pressure. Oh, and I can tell it's just really full of liquid, so I gotta be really careful. Turning the valve right now, really slowly. And remember, oh, ooh, ooh. Really careful, because there's a lot of water, guys. a A lot of moisture. If I'm not careful, a lot of liquid will come out of here and then it will force itself upwards onto the cat Ugh that's really full of water. There we go. Alright now I'm I've got my hand off it it's open just a little bit. And as the pressure comes out it'll be a little bit better, but boy yeah there's a lot of broth in there now. And I think we we'll go a little bit more here. There we go. It's under control now. Oh, smell that beef. And the onions and the seasonings and everything. Wow. oh man that smells so good all right releasing a little bit more pressure When the gravy gets made with a beef stew we're going to add right at the very end a can of mushroom soup it doesn't call for it but we
3: like it reminiscent of our pot roast really. yeah. whoops
0: By the way, I'm still governing the pressure here.
3: Governor.
0: Wow, there's a lot of steam in here, man. Yep. Yeah. It's fully open now, so we're doing good. And by the way, as we said many times before, you cannot unlock it while it's under pressure.
3: <laughs> oh, it smells so good in here. <laughs>
0: there's nothing I can do to let out the pressure any faster. It's just got to come down on its own now. And you'll hear a click on the valve from the valve coming down here momentarily. There you go. Wow. Do I know my pressure hooker or what? All right. We're going to open it up, unlock it. Set the valve back to pressure and open it. Now listen to this. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Now...
3: Start adding things?
0: Yeah. I'll start adding a few of these if you want to just keep stirring. Just one
3: second. Let's take the potatoes off the top. Put them on the plate here.
0: Jason, have larger pressure
3: cookers. I don't want to overflow the plate because... Okay, now I will some of these in here.
0: Actually it's perfect.
3: Does it reach the top?
0: Yeah. (coughs) How much should I give it? Seven. There it goes. Once the pressure was released, the browning element was turned back on. When it came to a boil, we added one cup of water to about one-third cup of flour. We stirred the mixture into the bubbling stew, and it made a gravy, stirring constantly to ensure there were no lumps. Once the browning element was turned off, we added a can of cream of mushroom soup to ensure good flavor of the beef stew. It made it really rich and very good tasting. Mm, it was great when it was done. I hope you have enjoyed this demonstration.
2: Well, good afternoon, all of you hazelnuts out there. Hopefully I'm fast becoming one of you. I am sending a recording through Dropvox. I just got this app, learning how to use it by making this recording and hopefully sending it to you good folks at this wonderful show that I certainly have enjoyed. And since my name got mentioned, I figured I better introduce myself to everyone. I am the Lynn that was talking about the bone broth with Debbie. Like her, I've never tried it. And I'm just wanted to let everybody know what progress I'm making on my bone broth journey. I'm still in the process of learning about it. I have a big oval shaped crock pot that gets awfully hot and I'm a little hesitant to I'll leave that on for four days uh, but I'm just trying to find out exactly the process of how to make this what I have done so far as yesterday I went to Publix and got two fresh turkey thighs I think Debbie you were not and, and I were talking about these two. I love these and what I did was I put them in the crock pot Put a little lemon pepper on it. I'll put lemon pepper on anything I can get away with putting lemon pepper on. Uh, I think I put a little Greek seasoning on it as well. Didn't put just a little water in the bottom. Uh, I cook these all the time. I used to pour a jar of gravy on them, and that's it. But my husband needs to stay away from sodium, and I do too. So I figured that gravy probably had a little more than we wanted. So I left that off and didn't seem to affect the taste of the turkey. What I do with these is I put them in the crock pot and just leave it alone for a few hours and go away and come back and take them out and the bones just fall out. So, um, and then we have lots of meat for those cold turkey sandwiches that you get after Thanksgiving, but why just wait till Thanksgiving to do it? Why don't you have it all the time, I think. So, I make them on the little slider buns, which I love. They're small and I've also discovered the little pita pockets that are kind of square and they're nice I don't know about you, but loaf bread anytime I buy some first couple of pieces are good, but after it's stayed in the refrigerator for a while, it gets to tasting kind of bleh, so I'm looking for other alternatives that aren't as um, a little bit less bready and I've found that the pita pockets and the little um, slider buns are particularly good, I like to take a sandwich to work And it's not that big, and it's just enough for lunch. Those are nice. My turkey got cooked yesterday, and I have it in the refrigerator now. I'm going to go very soon and take it all apart, take the bones out of it, and I'm going to freeze the bones, because I only have two. So that's not really enough for a big batch of bone broth, I don't think, unless you had a very small pot So I understand you can freeze the bones. I've also heard that in uh, stores like Sprouts, and that's one of the many more natural food stores that have cropped up. They're fun. The only problem about those is they're kind of expensive. But I understand that Sprouts has packages of frozen bones that you can buy to make beef or whatever bone broth out of. There is not a Sprouts close to me. So I haven't been able to check that out, but I will do that as soon as I can. So anyway, I've started uh, collecting my bones for my bone broth. So as soon as we eat up this turkey from these turkey thighs, I'm going to get some more, maybe uh, two more. And then I'll have four nice bones, and that should be enough for a good batch. I haven't frozen turkey meat. I think it will do pretty well. Anyway, I may get those soon and, and cook those up, find out some information, and get ready to start my batch. But I have not started on my official bone broth journey yet, but I will certainly keep everybody informed. I think one thing you're going to need, according to the co workers that do this all the time, is some glass jars because you do um, just leave it in there for about three or four days until it gets kind of gelatinous, and then you um, put it in the refrigerator, they're telling me, and then skim the fat off and put that in glass jars, and you can freeze it and just get it out and use it in soups and all kinds of stuff. So I don't see why turkey wouldn't be as good as chicken. They did warn me, however, that you need to, if you're going to make this, get some uh, bones that from birds or animals if you're doing beef that have not been fed a lot of hormones and things like that so you want to get the most natural uh, naturally fed product that you can if you're going to do this so that is my bone broth journey so far even though it's springtime and bone broth is kind of a wintertime comfort food i think it would be good any time of the year turkey certainly is like i said why should you have to wait for Thanksgiving to have those nice cold turkey sandwiches just make it now so that's what I'm going to do tomorrow I'm going to have nice turkey sandwich for lunch I wish I had some cranberry relish to put on it that would make it really good I love the show and good luck with it and hopefully I can contribute more at a later time
1: that's not only the OptiGrill beef to say that food is cooking it's also just a little something to get your attention because we need to let you know that we now have a new phone number for voicemail. The new number is 641-715-3900. That's 641-715-3900. The passcode 412-728-POUND. That's 412 728 Pound. Thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you.
0: Before the show ends, I would like to explain how you can subscribe to the Hazelnuts podcast. Earlier, we talked about subscribing manually. If you're a newcomer to the podcast, we are Apple approved. Use your favorite aggregator, such as Downcast, Overcast, Podcast, or Qcast for your computer, just to name a few podcatchers out there. Just type in cooking with the hazelnuts and you'll be able to subscribe. How would you like to submit a recipe to us? Just tell us the recipe you'd like to submit on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. That's A-C-B Hazelnuts. H-A-Z-E-L-N-U-T-S. Do you have a suggestion for the show? Just tweet us. Thanks, everybody, for listening
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: and putting up with this mad chaos.
1: Thank you. Because we'll be
0: back to do it again next week.
2: That's right. (laughs) Why don't you have it all the time, I think?
0: Well, how sweet. Well, running out of jokes and food.
2: Bleh.